0: Alright, let's get this bitch rolling. <laughs> let's get
1: this bitch shaking like Parkinson. Is that a song lyric or have you just made that up? Nah, it is a song lyric. Who's the boy? Give me a shout out. Kanye West, man. Oh, is it?
0: As soon as I pull up and park the bands, let's get this bitch shaking like Parkinson's. <laughs> what song is that? That's lit. On site. <laughs>
1: it's called On site. Yeah. Oh, I threw up a little. Um, all right, welcome to the one stop hip hop shop. I don't know if you heard all that before, but I was going in, mate. Are you keeping that in? Of course, I am. That's that's raw, that's raw sauce, <laughs> that's raw sauce, that's quick maths.
0: As soon as I pull up and park the bands, what a flame! Son.
1: <laughs> Shout out, hey, Yeezy. I'm Rob. You already know who I am, that's what I'm saying. You're Yeezy, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, tonight you're going to be hearing my review of Willow Smith's Willow.
0: If you tuned in to the last, uh, episode, you know, I'm not doing an album review. I'm actually doing an analysis of, uh, what's that man's name? Max O'Cream's, uh, storytelling. So, okay. Uh, keeping it a little bit, um, more, that's unprofessional. <laughs> um, keeping a bit more. Oh, that's not a good one sort of got sick of um doing reviews
1: that's fair so (laughs) you getting any of that no really not really that disappoints me
0: all right well let's go first uh Um, you you want to go first yeah go for it
1: yeah yeah i'll go first i'll go first fuck it sure caroline uh so yeah my review of willow by willow smith is it a first album i honestly don't even know
0: um i'm not sure
1: I'll do a quick uh, fact check on this. Do a quick factual on it? I, I just went to type in fact. <laughs> um, just type in raw sauce. It will. Um, no, she's got a few, actually. Uh, she's got... I've heard that this one is quite Ard- good. Ardipithecus? Ardipithecus? No idea what that there's is. There's some man. apes. Uh, there's the first, and then Willow. So this is her third album. Okay. So, I think out of everyone in the world, I have heard the least amount of Willow's music.
0: I've heard that it's good, so...
1: I've heard Whip My Hair. Oh, yeah. And that's it. That I is... whip my hair back and forth. I whip my hair back and forth. She was on
0: Jane Smith's album.
1: As she well. was. A couple, couple tracks there. Um, so, yeah, I'm completely blind going into this, which might be good. I have no stipulations. No already formed thoughts about the artist. Okay. If I were to have reviewed Sire by Jaden, I would have expected cringy lyrics and I would have looked for them. But obviously, since Whip My Hair, she's much older and her music does reflect that growth. That song was flames, though. It was. Dude, the Smiths have some talent
0: in their family. <laughs> or they just have money. What does the the wife do? I don't know. Jada Smith? don't know.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: Is a baller. That's what she does.
1: So... The first track, Like a Bird. It has her come in with chillingly good vocals. And the production is amazing. It perfectly suits her voice. It was like a beautiful piano slash plucky kind of sound. Her vocals were like heavily reverbed and sounded very gospel-like. Gospel-like? Gospel-like.
0: Okay.
1: The lyrics at first glance don't look like much. There's a verse a chorus, a second verse, and then an outro. All of which are only four lines long.
0: Okay.
1: Obviously, it takes longer... The whole
0: song is four lines? No, all of those are four lines. So, 16
1: lines in total. 16 bars. 16 bars. Um, So, obviously, it takes longer to sing lyrics than to rap them. But when I saw the amount of content, I was slightly disappointed. It doesn't sound super special either, at surface level anyway. The first verse is... Feel like a bird as it perched in a tree. Feel like a knife as it burrows into me. That's pretty hard. That sounds pretty similar to something that Jaden would write. Like a fake, deep, cringy kind of thing. But the chorus does hint at something deeper. Love is not a game. Take my word for it. Oh, love does not explain. Take my word for it. And then the second verse is pretty much the same as the first, but instead of the bird being perched on the tree, it now has a broken wing. The burb. The burb. (laughs) So there was a perfectly working burb. Then she says, Love is shit. Trust me. And now all of a sudden the burb is broken. Oh, rip. Broken burb. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So although that's not super deep by itself, I do like that that message was kind of hidden. Yeah. Uh, I like that it just sounded like a song. ...until you did a bit of work... ...until you're buried into the meaning... ...behind the words... ...yeah... ...female energy part two... ...is up next... ...and it sounds like a really old song... ...like from the 80s or something... ...and yeah. that, that's not a bad thing... ...but I'm just going to skip to a random part... ...and I just want you to think of like... Ha- ...have you seen Perks of Being a Wallflower? Yep... ...think of like a random scene... ...from that... ...like a, a montage kind of thing... ...where it's very sad... ...right... ...picture... That,
0: yeah, definitely can that. This is that.
1: perfect for that. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if she intended that. No
0: idea, but yeah, definitely. He's um, giving vibes.
1: Yeah, like a sad montage. It sounds lit. I like it. But yeah, so it's basically just about her contemplating her place in this world and thinking out loud about what she thinks of her place in this world. Yep. Time Machine is another beautifully sounding song with a super chill electric guitar and every single time the snare hits, the guitar stops. So it's like, Yeah. Then there's like little hi hats. so it's, Mate, Sounds this, really, really cool. Musical break band. <laughs> it's um, like all beatboxing. <laughs> you know that <laughs> fellow that made like the Mario Kart theme song just by beanboxing Bean boxing. (laughs) Bean boxing. (laughs)
0: boxing. Put beans in a box. You remember him? uh, Uh, No, I don't remember that. You're not
1: getting it up. Keep going with your review. No, no, I'm getting it up. (laughs) (laughs) Mario Kart theme song. Beatbox. Beatbox. So this is just one man and a mic.
0: Oh, no, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Now that that I know what you're talking about.
1: What an absolute lord. Uh, what's his name? Hikakin. Hikakin. Like,
0: <laughs> Not really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's got two Ks in it. <laughs> All right, anyway. But the message behind Time Machine is pretty cringe, I'll be honest. It's about being born in the wrong generation. She wants to go back to 1983. She wants to hang out with Kurt Cobain. She wants to go onto MTV, etc., etc. But I think the cringiest lyric is... Everyone is disconnected these days because everyone is looking at their phone. No, you're not wrong. Like, <laughs> piss off, mate. Like, You're 18 <laughs> years old. Just like, you're not 60, you know? Yeah, she could be. She's not. Anyway, Pretty Girls has her talking about what society wants from a girl versus what she wants from a girl. I didn't know this, but she's apparently bi. Okay. Um... The outro in the song is fucking amazing. There's a massive group of drums that just hit. There's a whole orchestra of sounds, and I want to play it for you. I'm going to skip to a certain part so you can hear the proper build-up. So this is like the build-up of drums here. You can hear it vocalising a little bit. Nice little build-up. Mm. very grand sound. Yeah. There's massive drum hits.
0: You're not wrong, mate. Uh, (laughs) uh,
1: Samo is now is the next track. Samo Samo is now.
0: Samo is now.
1: I don't know what that means. Okay. It's not explained in the song. I googled it and it returned nothing. I got Urban Dictionary definitions for Samo. And none of it made sense in the context of Sammo is Now. What oh, all odd. The song sounds beautiful, however. My best guess is that the song would be about her questioning her sexuality. Uh, it's a guy that she's talking about. So maybe when she worked out that she liked girls, she thought, she just thought that she was gay. Yep. But then she saw this guy and thinks, you make me wonder why I'm feeling this way. Yeah. Which is a, a lyric. But then there seem to be lines referring to mental health issues as well. Similar to, I wonder how it must have been to feel. So maybe she's saying that sometimes it feels like there's two sides to her. Like someday she's cold and emotionless. And that side is talking to the side that was flawed upon seeing this man. I don't really know. Uh, And then there's a 57 second interlude that just has like a waving bass line. It sounds really, really cool. And she's just vocalizing over it. There's some nice little guitar notes in there. And there's literally no content in this. But I would be content with just hearing this in my head for the rest of my life. I would be the most relaxed man in existence. Like, fuck Buddhaism.
0: (laughs) Buddhaism. (laughs) Robbie really just came in here and said, fuck Buddhaism. (laughs) I was not expecting a fuck Buddhaism.
1: This is what you need. Willow Smith vocalising. That's all you need. You need a bit of Willow? You need a bit of Willow. Okay. Uh, You Know is the second last track. It was only a very short album. Uh, It has the only feature on the whole album. And it is, of course, Jaden. Oh, what a... None other, but old Jados. What a bop. What a bop. (laughs) His voice is super pitched down, and he's rapping very slowly. Which, it did match the rest of the album very well, but I was expecting him to break it up a little bit more. I'm not sure which one would have been better. But the song's pretty much just about saying life can be pretty shitty at times. Life
0: is like a box of chocolate. (laughs) I keep looking at the camera like someone's there.
1: (laughs) Even when it's on, there's no one there. There's people there, Robert. (laughs) Um, But yeah, when life is shitty, you just have to turn to those you can trust and go from there. The production had like a couple of strings. I don't know if it's like three guitars or like two guitars and one of something else but there were definitely multiple string instruments playing slightly different renditions of the same song overthinking it had such a cool intro intro. it's the last song
0: wait i thought you said that was the last song
1: no it's second last song oh second last song so overthinking has willow take a deep breath in And she just whispers, counting up. And then the drums come in. It's pretty much just about how, you, how much you can hold yourself back just by overthinking things. She says, after all, you can be anything you want. Anything. You're praying to your God. The song comes to a massive crescendo at the end with all of the instruments just blasting through the speakers. And Willow starts almost yelling. This is easily the loudest she's been on the whole album. But to be honest, I don't think she has the best vocal ability. Uh, she distorts her voice quite a bit while singing loudly. And I think that's to hide it. Um, but at the end of lines where she would emphasize words more, she'd you know sing them louder. And you can hear the transition in her voice between singing and yelling. Even through like the heavy distortion, you can hear it. This album as a whole is not at all my style of music. But a couple of things I do really like about it is the fact that real drums were used. The hi-hats came from a set of drums. You could tell the snare wasn't a computer-generated one. It helped the tracks feel raw. There was also a heavy focus on transitions, on transitions between the songs. The start of some songs had the end of the one before it in there. But the most jarring one would have to be the end of female energy part two to time machine i'll play that real quick and keep in mind that this is the most jarring one Oh, sorry. i think that's like a beautiful transition and it's the most jarring one on the whole album yeah um so it made the album super easy to listen to because you weren't, like, mentally keeping track of how many songs you'd listen to. It, ma- it made it, like, more of an experience than an album. Uh, the bad points of the album, though, was that there would have to be no real clear focus. It seemed like the, the clearest concept that the album had was that it had to have, like, a soft gospel West Coast kind of sound. Yeah. Uh, the majority of the topics covered were, like, a stay true to yourself, be the best version of you, of you that you can be kind of thing... Uh, For the most parts, the songs were, at the very least, loosely connected, topic-wise. But I think the worst thing about it is that it's a bit too artsy. And that's, like, even for me. I am very glad I listened to it, but I don't think I will be revisiting any tracks. So I'm going to rate it a 6 out of 10.
0: There you go, 6 out of 10 for a Willow Smith project.
1: Yep. I do recommend listening to it, though. It's a good listen. It's a listen? Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into my...
0: Uh, analysis yeah. this week.
1: Max o Cream, Brandon Banks.
0: So, if you're expecting a score today, you will not get one. Um, because I'm actually not reviewing the album.
1: I'm Can I get it. one when we stop recording?
0: Um, I didn't really pay too much attention. Your aids. So, definitely listen to the album though. 100%. <laughs> that, that is a definite... Um, definite do. Um, so... Uh, I wanted this week to touch on uh, Storytelling and rap And how It seems that all the great artists And some of the all time greats Are Storytellers are. Eminem At yep. times Storytellers
1: That's actually one thing I wanted to say as well At the Last episode Yeah. On Monday With the lyrics being used in court cases Eminem literally made a song mocking that
0: Yeah
1: Yeah and I don't know if I mentioned it or not I forget I don't know, but I meant to. Anyway, sorry to interrupt you.
0: No, that's all good. So I'm Eminem gonna...
1: is a great storyteller. Yeah.
0: So I'm just gonna unpack some um, two songs, two of the greatest songs, storytelling songs that came to my head uh, when thinking about this: "Stand" by Eminem, yeah, um, and "Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst" by Kendrick Lamar. So, and then I haven't I'm gonna... actually heard that one. Man, it's a good song. I'm gonna read some lyrics from it. So I honestly point...
1: thought you were gonna say "Prom King" by Saba. Oh, that's a good one I would have to say though Stan is one of the best of all time yeah um so
0: gonna unpack them and then I'm gonna take a look at five Maxo Cream songs um the album is bigger than that and there is songs that I left out that are storytelling um songs so um take that as you will I just picked these five because I feel like they all talked about different things um so when I think about storytelling the one thing that makes it really great to me and Um, sets it apart from like sort of fake or exaggerating storytelling, even though all storytelling to a point is um, exaggerated. uh, I think it's authentic. It's rooted in something real. Um, Eminem definitely had a fan that probably did something, probably didn't kill themselves and their wife or whatever. But
1: but they definitely did something extravagant. um,
0: And you can sort of pick out... um, you can sort of pick out like things that are good and bad about certain songs, but good storytelling is just so vivid in your mind. And and, um, I don't know if you know this, but that it's like a psychological trait or or like a, like a trait that a lot of people have, they can pick out lies or they can tell when someone's lying like subconsciously and they sort of purposely, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, Um, and they, and they actually actively don't engage with that person. They don't, if someone sort of knows you're lying, you're less likely to trust them and less likely to like sort of talk with them or just, um, listen to them. Um, in general, that's why I think a lot of, um, artists don't really have that same connectivity that say, if Drake says he's going to kill someone, it's probably not going to have the same effect on someone as say ice cube or, or someone like that.
1: I do actually have a point to touch on with that. There was recently a guy at work who was hired. He was let go after a day and a half. Right. Jesse, if you're listening, you're a tool. Right. Um, He was definitely like, he just exaggerated everything. And you couldn't really trust anything he said. Whereas like, you know, other people I work with, if they say anything, no matter sort of how far-fetched it is, I would probably believe them. Yeah. Because they tell the truth. So I am more likely to engage with them and believe them. Whereas if this fellow who just exaggerates everything, I'd be like, no, that didn't happen.
0: Yeah, um, exactly. So we, we sort of connect to things that are real and things mm. that we see around us uh, more so. And and when, when an artist like Maxo can create such a vivid world, then this isn't his best album, definitely not. But the storytelling on this is on par with, with his best albums. Um, and next week, I'm actually going to talk about Pitchfork and their reviewing system. I don't know if you did Sean C's video this week. review I did. The reviewer. You did? Yep.
1: Um, you'll we'll hear get, my thoughts on that yes we'll get back to in it the next do, you a, episode. do you have a
0: tease for what video you watched
1: uh, yeah fuck it why not Denzel Curry's Taboo I go. thought it would be good to choose an album that I'm well versed in
0: okay um, <laughs> I'm um, sure you'll uh, hear that I assume he liked it but we'll get into that later but <laughs> that's um, a fucking
1: understatement <laughs> I'll
0: say that <laughs> um, yeah where was I I can't remember we, we sort of enjoy music that's believable basically yeah um, and and Oh, that's right. I was talking about Pitchfork. Yes, I will be reviewing Pitchfork next week. I think they are doing some underhanded tactics to draw-in viewers in relation to giving artists higher scores. um, Oh, okay. Because they missed them the first time. Like, they've rated uh, Maxo Cream's album. This is a bit off topic, but they rated Maxo Cream's album, this album here, as the highest, but just because I think that they gave um, lower scores previously, they're trying to make up for it even though this is definitely not his best they've given yeah. better albums lower scores
1: fuck Pitchfork
0: yes so I'm I shall sure be talking about that epidemic um, and a bit more <laughs> underhanded tactics that Pitchfork uses um, but yes I'm sure uh, Eminem's uh, PO box was a little less heavy after Stan because of mm. how extreme this was and um, I'm just That's gonna a good point. I'm gonna read a bit um, of this and you can just sort of tell the the, the realness and the authenticity if you haven't heard it Uh, verse 3 and 4 are where it picks up verse 4 is Eminem's part verse 3 is where Stan kills himself and his pregnant uh, partner yes Yep. Um, I loved you Slim we could have been together think about it you ruined it now I'm reading it in his voice I hope you can I hope you can't sleep and you dream about it and when you dream you can't sleep and you scream about it I hope your conscience eats at you and you can't breathe without me and then eventually, it turns out. Uh, at the end, he says, "Well, I got to go now. I'm almost at the bridge. Oh shit! I forgot. How am I supposed to get this shit out?" And one thing that really adds to that is the the, the vibe of the the song. Like, it's got like the rain falling down. Yeah, and, and that's the, dope. The uh, Dido or Dido um, chorus is is very touching. Yeah. Um, and then Eminem comes in and says, "If you relax a little, I'm glad I inspire you. But Stan, why are you so mad? Try to understand. I do want you as a fan." And then at the end, when it comes to the, the, uh, the meeting point, he, he says, some dude was drunk and drove his car over the bridge and his girlfriend in the trunk and she was pregnant with his kid. And in their car, they found a tape, but they didn't say who was it to kind of think about it. Shit. It was you. And yeah. then, um, and I then love he says, the, damn the, right at the end.
1: I love the inflection in his voice. Like it's like, like real. Like yeah. how did he make it so real? Like, I know, never I know. like obviously it's yeah. acting cause he's written this. Yeah. But like the inflection in his voice, he was like, come to think of it, shit, it was you. Damn. Like it's so real. Yeah. I don't Incredible know how he does it.
0: song. My favourite Eminem song by a, by a wide margin, yeah, I think. Yeah,
1: by a fucking mile. Yeah.
0: Really great. And and what makes it great is just the way Eminem packaged it all together and mm. it's so succinct and I would say that this song could be studied much like Kendrick Lamar's songs are studied at university level um, for some of them. But... Kendrick Lamar's uh, "Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst" is one of the saddest songs that I've ever heard. It is insane. It's from three perspectives. Kendrick Lamar on the on the third verse, which I'm actually not going to touch on. The second verse is about a woman, um, and we'll we'll uh, we'll talk about what it what she's about. But and we're going to talk about a young man that is going to get vengeance for his fallen brother, homie, gang member, friend. Um, and it, it's about the three perspectives talk about survival and how different people survive, how this gang member survives through vengeance and he, he, he gets vengeance. And, and we don't actually even know the woman survives by selling her body, um, to men. Um, and then Kendrick sort of gives his perspective on everything. But, uh, the first verse, this, this Piru shit beat me forever. So forever, I'm gonna push it wherever, whenever. And I love you cause you love my brother. Like you did just promise me you'll sing a just promise me you'll tell the story when you make it big. And if I die before your album drops, I hope, and then gunshots, he gets shot down. Mm. Um, pretty crazy stuff, but the, the real storytelling comes in the second verse. Um, so, um, this is where, uh, I'm just going to touch on this cause I'm going to move into, uh, Maxo's straight after this. So this is a bit of a long one. I think I did say that before, but this is quite a longer one. Um, so he says, uh, you wrote a song about my sister on your tape and called it Section 80. The message resembled Brenda's got a baby. What's crazy was that I was hearing about it, but you d- but doubted your ignorance. How could you ever just put her on blast and shit, judging her past and shit? Well, it's completely my future. Her, her N-word behind me right now asking for arson shit. And now I'm trying to get that $40, even if I got a fuck, suck and swallow in the parking lot. Gonzalez Park, I'm followed by a married man and a father of three. My titties bounce off the cadence of his tinkling keys. Matter of fact, he's my favorite because he tips me with ease. That's hard. That's insane. Yeah. And that's like real. Like that's probably happened.
1: Not only is that great lyricism, but a great story as well. Like it's everything at at its peak. Like you feel it. Like this woman is going through everything. Yeah. Like she's just having to sell her body
0: for $40 just so she can Mm. live and... And things like that, crazy. Two different That's styles. Cheap. Eminem uh, talks about a fan interaction, and and this is sort of like a that was more personal. Where this is Kendrick speaking of um, a couple of people's life stories. Um, but then we're going to get into uh, <sighs> Maxo Cream. So the five songs that I'll be doing is Meet Again, 3 A.M., which features uh, who is that? Schoolboy Q. Brenda, which no coincidence to, in relation to Brenda's got a baby, Brothers, and the other one was, um, I had Drizzy Draco, but I actually changed it, um, we'll get to the last one, I I haven't chosen it yet, maybe I'll just stick with four, um, but yeah, I'm just gonna read some lyrics out, um, Meet Again, you've probably all heard, it's been out since January, and it has now become iconic, sort of, for the, uh, I'd rather be carried by six before I'm judged by 12. Yeah. Um, Line. And it really sets up the song talking about how he would rather die than um, be caught by the police. Uh, And then he says, fuck 12. Before I tell, I'll take a 38 shell. Uh, And then at the very start of this song, he just says um, all his... Um, friends that are in jail that he wants free he says free J-Lo free one time free Lil CBD free Lil Wannabe free Montana C free J-Money free Forney free Crip Puppy free Lil T-Y free my daddy he gonna be alright and then we go- gonna be alright <laughs> and then one of the um, hardest lines of the whole song just comes from this refrain and he actually does repeat it but it's I got homies in the grave I got homies doing life that's a Ooh, hard line. It reminds like me of um that P R. Too rock many song. too many years. Yeah, yeah, too many years. Um That's a banger. And then he goes, I got homies in the grave, I got brothers in the pen, I got some that's coming home, I got some that's going in. Oh. Um cool. Yeah, he's killing it. And um the first verse, he's talking about this friend. Um, he hopes to meet again with his friend because he's in there for life. Yeah. Um. And, and just the way he sets up this story he says just from the first um, from the outset he says Cuz what's cracking hope you're straight know you thugging like you should seen your mama yesterday gave her money for your books different day the same shit nothing changed on murder block couple homies hit a lick got the other homies popped they got shot up with the K I got good and bad news they said Red Row's gonna be straight but Stow Grove ain't gonna make it through Um. so here he's talking about um his gang friends, his, his crip friends are going to, um, some got a lot of money and because they got money, they got other people killed in, in some sort of robbery, um, case, um, or popped could also mean, um, like sent to prison as well. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he's, he's talking about, um, a crackhead junkie killed young doof doof. Um, and then he he talks about, uh, right at the end he says, uh, but let me tell you about your daughter. Yesterday, she tried to walk. Every day, she getting smarter. Other day, she tried to talk. Um, you be you can't be there like a father, and it's fucking with you mentally. Corner, coin, court-appointed lawyer got my bro a half a century. Oh, um, hard lines. And then my favorite. And, and here we get like a very and listen to the song. It's it's got a very nice flow to it. But here we're getting very vivid pictures of what's happening. His friend's in jail. And he makes it so explicit. Like, he's not saying, like, my friend's in jail. Uh, and now he can't live life anymore. Like, he's saying why. Like, he's explicitly saying, like, you don't get to see your friends die. Yeah. Like, get rich. You don't get to see your daughter. You don't get to see. Um, you yeah, don't get to missing be there. Yeah, them. Yeah, everything yeah. like that. Um, and then right, is it in the third verse? No, in the second verse. There's only two verses. But this is where I really like... Um, and he talks about his life He says I know this rap shit look real sweet But my but my real life it ain't no fun Cause right now I'm out on bond My dude he on probation My little bro on the run On the run he think he on vacation Ooh. My pops back in the system He might just die in prison My mum is co-defendant So she got locked up with him He got snitched on by his own sister She the eyewitness Now every time I see my blood cousins I don't even feel them See what them drugs They took my own cousin Started acting different cooking drugs with my older brother, bacon soda whipping, serving drugs with my older brother till he started sniffing, I think my bro addicted. That's dope. That's some hard lines. Meet again, really great song. And and what makes it so, it's real. Like he's not, mm. he's not sugarcoating it. He's saying that like, his dad is in jail and his yeah. mum is in jail and that his brother has a cocaine addiction and that his other brother's in prison, uh, on the run from prison and, and, and his homie's getting locked up too. And, that he's out on bond. Like he's yeah. not... And
1: I also like the fact that he said vacation. So his brother's probably having like a good time yeah. with this. Like he's making a joke about yeah. it. Like, oh, this is so funny. Yeah. But in reality, it's not like that at all. It's actually a really fucked up situation. Yeah. That's really good.
0: Yeah. And then 3AM, um, my favorite song from the album. So if I can suggest one... Um one song from the album, 3am Schoolboy Q absolutely kills his feature. Where was this school Q on crash talk? Um, I really liked crash talk, but I would prefer this Schoolboy Q on crash talk. This would have made it 10 times better. Um, but this is basically a brew, a brew, a blueprint, how to rob someone. Um, and he's talking about how, um, he, how he, um, has robbed someone on, and how he plans out a, uh, like so, a second robbery? No, so how he plans out a robbery. So he says, Oh, okay. Black gloves, black cigs, three in the morning. Okay, camping outside your crib like I'm buying Jordans, huh? Money man, money do, Ali and Lamarcus, huh? Looking for a target, hey. Pullover and pocket, hey. Front door, backyard. Two story, one garage. Four cameras, no alarms. Two dogs, burglar bars. Four deep, six stick, one blood, three cribs. On drop hezzy stick lollipop hit lick ha ah, then he comes that's in. That's dope. I love that. That's sick. That's. A I want to sick... listen to that. All right, I'm gonna play it right now. All right, all
1: right, right, all right. I'm gonna play it right now. Rada <laughs> right ratta right, 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 right Mate, you've got me hot. It is. It's a really.
0: It is hard, and I really like the Fall deep six sticks warm yeah. blood three crips. That's that's the hardest line right there. What all was
1: right. the four cameras line?
0: Four cameras, no alarm. Two dogs, burglar bars. <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> oh wait, hang on, no, 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 hang on. You gotta get the whole chorus. So...
1: Ooh. Ooh. Mate.
0: Sounds <laughs> better coming
1: from him than you.
0: That's a hard Mate, that's song right there. Really great uh, song, but it also is really like descriptive. Front yeah, d- door, back door, two story, one garage, four cameras, no alarms, two dog, burglar bars. That
1: honestly sounds like he's written it while in the act of doing <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> um, and
0: then, uh, and then in in there he says, um, "See, I'm so oh bangin', Deuce deuce-claiming, Figaro pick and roll, finger roll, give and go, we retro flu gaming, and Osama Hussein, A K K K spraying Ooh. Forum Park, Crip, Wes Craven, Lean Molly, Sedate and Spot Em, Got him. No, Batman, I'm Robin, Bitch, We Robin, My My Neighbors, Robin, I almost said it then, <laughs> I was just reading so fast, <laughs> My Neighbors, Robin, they just do what I showed them, Spot Em, Got him, Headshot Dula Oblongata, Keep Out, Wait Around, Shake them Down, Take them Down, bat- Dula <laughs>
1: Oblongata, That's a while,
0: No, Dula Oblongata, which what is that like mean? a headshot, like, oh. like that's a part in your brain, so it's oh, like a okay. headshot.
1: That's dope.
0: Hard song. I almost dropped the N-bomb by accident. <laughs> the N-bomb. <end> <laughs> the end bomb And so I really the like neighbor The neighbor word. Yeah. I also like that. We retro flu game and Osama Hussein AKKK
1: spraying. Yeah, that's dope. That's I like that AKKK spraying. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. Um, that's lit.
0: That's a hard song. And yeah. If he wrote... I, I literally picture him driving around doing that when I hear that yeah, song. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like he's at a house and he literally sees two stories. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just writing down yeah. what this house is. Yeah. And he
0: actually says on the song, <laughs> uh, on on one of the songs, I think it might be Brothers, but he, he literally says that like he's robbed with his brother. So like, is it could be? So I'm only going to do four because this is taking quite a, a long time, but it is good analysis. I hope it, it is. Um, so Brenda is actually a really tragic story of. Uh, uh, Of a of a young lady named uh, Brenda, um,
1: which guess that
0: yeah. um, So and then the the the, how she gets her name is she asked her mum about her pops, but her mum don't remember. She says she looked like Tupac, so her mum named her Brenda. So that's basically that. But uh, yeah, he's talking about Brenda's mum was a prostitute, and and he very uh, astutely, very um, crudely put. Her mama prostitute thought, and she addicted to rocks. Selling I uh, selling ass for that cash. Selling pussy and twat.
1: Oh, that's what he says. Um, that's quite um, vulgar. Yes, vulgar. And that's, that's the right word I should have used. Yeah, that's not a bad thing either. That's yeah. really good. It really draws the attention to how bad that is. Yeah, like you. So, well, me anyway, with sort of the exposure to. That world Like I know that That's going on I'm just yeah. like Oh yeah That's a thing But put like that You're like Oh shit Yeah Like that's actually happening Yeah um, So then basically The first verse Is
0: about um, Brenda being born Into a very uh, Bad family uh, Very bad situation Not a bad family um, And she said And little Brenda Finna have a baby Baby mama With no father Brenda grew up With no father No one disciplined Or taught her Brenda mama Had no father Like her daughter No one bothered Felt Ooh. like she could do without him. Then put Brenda in a foster, another baby, having babies with no father, dad, don't got him. Brenda prayed her father pick up the phone one day and just call her. And then, so the first verse is basically, um, Brenda's scared to have a son um, because she might tu- uh, he might turn out like the father. Yeah. Um, her contractions getting shorter, doctor got her pushing harder, gave birth to a boy without a baby father in a corner or a mama or a father. Trust nobody what it taught her. Raise her boys to be good fathers better than the streets that taught her. That's dope. Um, And then the second verse, um, quite sad and something that I assume happens a lot. Uh, And Brenda had a baby boy. Now she a baby mama. She got to raise her baby boy without a baby father. Brenda never knew her father. Brenda wish she had a daughter because her son just looks like a daddy. She don't like her baby father. Day by day, he getting taller. Day by day, her money shorter. Every day, her life gets harder. She, a mother and a father, raise her baby boy the best she can without a baby father. Um, she can't teach him how to be a man because she don't know her own father. That's and then holy it gets, shit gets even worse. Uh, then he's he says that now Brenda is a is a prostitute. Mm. Because of the situation
1: and... Yeah, just trying to provide. And
0: now she's smoking that crack. She's addicted to rocks. Meanwhile, her son in the trap slang and packs out the spot. One day she stole her son crack and got stolen in the mouth. He beat her ass like his dad right before he ran off. He beat her just like a pops used to disrespect disrespect Brenda. One week later, he got shot on the block. Someone killed him.
1: Fucking So hell. Someone,
0: someone killed him for beating up his... uh Yeah,
1: his own mum His mum and then... That's insane. And now does
0: he has he had a kid with someone else now and and the that cycle intense. continues. Yeah, which is insane storytelling again. I basically read that whole song, so don't need to listen to that one. But, but still do it. That's, <laughs> yeah,
1: that's really really good storytelling. Yeah,
0: it's insane. And the last one, brothers, is another really great uh, song. Um, basically, and I believe this guy KCG Josh is his legitimate brother. Okay. Um. Well, from the from the lyrics, he could be lying. I'm I'm clicking on his profile right he now. He Could be
1: lying. <laughs>
0: yeah, his name's Josh Cream. So
1: okay. I assume. Well, is Maxo Cream's real name Maxo Cream? I
0: don't think his real name's Maxo, but I think <laughs> his
1: last name is Cream. That's a pretty cool last name. Um.
0: So, um, one of the one of the best lines. Um, if you box and unbox, and we jump out and pop them, no option. We kill for each other. My Ooh. brother I love him Don't touch him We hop out with cutters Don't play with my people Play with my brother We spray your AK at your mother We up in the score till it's even Go to half of my brother I need him Never turn on my brother Or leave him You can never go broke If I'm keeping dough in front of you That dope if I need him <laughs> If I got it You got it We can up the profit Divide it and split it up even I'm a crit with my brother He bleeding Never switch on my brother I
1: need him That's dope That's hard I like that a lot
0: and I'm actually going to read I really like that line Uh, uh, where where did it go my brother I love him don't touch him we hop out with cutters don't play with my people play with my brother we spray that AK at your mother we up in the score till it's even yeah that's dope Um, and and KCG's KCG Josh's flow is so sick Uh, I'll I'll play it in a second but um, I'm just going to read the first three lines from his uh, thing uh, Maxo my brother we used to steal from each other but I would still kill for my brother no chill for my brother I do a drill for my brother and never squeal on my brother we come out of the gutter I risk it all for my brother I break the law for my brother and then <laughs> this one I, I laughed at Maxo my brother we got the same daddy and mother that mean he my Bludder.
1: Yeah, B- <laughs> <laughs> I like that
0: that's a hard but I really um, I need a piss yeah uh where where's that song? I just really like Maxo's um... I just really like his voice. my
1: brother. Yeah, he sounds like someone that I don't know. So that's exactly what Couple I thought, of... but
0: I can't quite place it either. Yeah. Yeah, really great album, really great um storytelling on there i'm sure rob was blown away by some of that yeah
1: no Um, i'm definitely going to listen to that and i
0: hope that you guys are too yeah so the storytelling in this is really great i wouldn't probably put it up there with eminem um or kendrick just yet but it definitely has
1: uh like the potential the
0: potential to be there and um one day it could be but that is the review done not the review the uh
1: analysis
0: analysis and analysis yeah maybe next week i'll do a review i don't know yet haven't decided don't know what album i'm doing maybe if there's something to analyze I'll do that, but definitely check this album out. 3am goes hard. Three bloods, one crip. No, one blood, three crips. Absolute hard line right there. That is um, really great song. Uh, shout out to School Q on that one, and yeah, that is that's that one. So let's move on to the next one, which is what are we gonna do? Um, uh, what's the song of the year? Okay, and then cut.
1: Boom. All right, so the two that we've got. Uh, This week from 1984 is... Is it Houdini by Friends or Friends by Houdini? Friends uh, by Houdini. Okay. And then Roxanne's Revenge by Roxanne Chantel. That's just a sick name, isn't it? Roxanne's Revenge. That is a cool name. Uh, But did you meme me this week? No, I didn't meme Are you memeing? No.
0: No (laughs) (laughs) meme. Oh, that would be good. I'm going to do that one. You just...
1: I don't know what the worst song of 1985. Is.
0: <laughs> we're gonna do that. I bet. <laughs> just like put like fucking um, lawsanne for like one year. <laughs> it's something like that. 20, when we get to 2016, <laughs> yeah. do um, uh, Lordean, Lordean X. Yeah, both of these weren't very good. Were yeah, they? I didn't like them. No. <laughs> um,
1: I'll read through what I've read, and then you just want to like, oh shit, bounce off, sort of whatever I yeah, say yeah yeah so you you go for it so Friends Houdini yeah Uh, the beat was quite bad and back then that was like the most important part of a song yeah Uh, the funky bass line was probably like the best bit but the piano was so fucking high pitched yeah <laughs> it was so far away it sounded like you are listening to two songs at the same time yeah
0: I agree with that that's actually a good point
1: um the chorus wasn't anything special friends how many of us have have them maybe i've just been spoiled in the last couple of weeks but this was just not at all creative (laughs) uh the content of the song was the best part basically just saying that everyone is too willy-nilly with calling people friends uh that you call someone your friend before you even trust them people that only come around when they need money oh they're one of those friends even though, yeah, you know, that's not the definition of a friend at all.
0: It's, it's very, it was like, it didn't have any meaning, did it? It Mm-mm. just sort of lacked a lot of context where I think last week, um,
1: there was depth.
0: Yeah. There was a little bit of, a little bit more to the songs. Yeah. And this week I just felt like both of these fell, fell flat. Roxanne's Revenge is a diss track. Is this, is it the first diss track ever? I yeah, know. I don't know. I did <laughs> mention that. But yeah, I don't know. Both of these just sort of.
1: Yeah, like they, they were just saying things, but not going anywhere with that. Yeah, um, yeah. To me, the friends thing—it's not a topic worthy of a whole song. Like I, I think it's a, a good sort of pivotal point of a song. You know, like a a line that you say, but not a whole song. Yeah. Um, for Roxanne's revenge. When it first started playing, the drums confused the shit out of me. There is a lot going on. I'm gonna play a little bit of. Oh, uh, did you listen to it on Spotify or on YouTube? Yeah, Spotify. Yeah. yeah, okay, because there's two different versions. Oh, is there? Didn't even there's know. the the one on Spotify is censored, and then there's the original, which mm. isn't. Because I was like reading the lyrics, and I'm like, wait, what the fuck? She didn't say that. Yeah. And um, what was it called Roxanne's Revenge?
0: I have a little thing for um. For. The other one, what was it? Friends by Houdini. Yep. It was actually sampled by some pretty all-time great mm. artists: Kanye um, West, Nas, Nas, Kanye West, Tupac, yeah. Doctor Dre, MF Doom.
1: I can definitely see f- it fitting with MF Doom. Yeah. I haven't heard him like his sample of it, but yeah, yeah. I can see that.
0: Yeah, Public Enemy, Nate Dogg, Snoop Dogg. Oh, it's a lot. Hopson, <laughs> all-time great. <laughs>
1: absolute iconic man he is yeah such a weird song that one it was yeah yeah mate. when's tech nine gonna sample it did you actually i
0: i actually just on the genius page right now i didn't know this shantae was 13
1: yeah i I did write that in
0: and and she recorded it in one take yeah one take jake she just went (laughs) straight which is pretty impressive
1: but this is the start of roxanne's revenge just listen to how confusing these drums are Like that's something I first made when I like yeah. downloaded a, a cracked version of Fruity Loops. <laughs> like that's bad. That is bad. Um there were a couple of lines in there that were good. Like she sort of unleashed for like just a little portion and it was like she just said, fuck a flow and she just like kept rapping. She didn't stop. Yeah, to take that's a what breath. I think was
0: was um like, you just get lost in this song. Yeah, yeah. Especially because there's no structure. And I think that that's what made some of the other songs so great was that structure. This is just one yeah. verse. No chorus, yeah, no, no chorus, pre-chorus, nothing. hooks, anything. It's just her... Well, my name is Roxanne. Hey, don't you know? <laughs> I just... Uh, what is it? I just uh, cold rock a cold rocker party and I do this show. Like, yeah. it just is like all that.
1: Well, um, one very weak lyric I've got is... Um, Every time that he sees me, he says a rhyme. But see, compared to me, it's weak compared to mine. <laughs> like, that's like me writing an essay. Yeah. she's just said, like, compared to me, it's weak compared to mine. That means nothing. Mm. Um, but one thing I did notice, is it the first song we've heard with the neighbor word in it?
0: Is it? It could very well be. No, surely last week's, um, what was that one called? The message?
1: Sure that'll
0: it. I will Google I'll Google it. The message.
1: Yeah, and I'll Google um Roxanne's Revenge. I
0: oh, know that definitely has it in there. I just literally saw it just then. Okay.
1: <laughs> um Is it that one? The message by Grandmaster Melly Mel. Just control F neighbor. Yeah, well.
0: Um if
1: I can find it. Is it
0: On Genius as the oh no, here we go. No, not Melly Mel. That wasn't the, the Furious 5. No, the message by Grandmaster Flash. Wait, who...
1: Wait, what did Melly Mel have last week? Um, he, di- he did have one last week. I can't remember, though. Uh, oh, White Lines. Nah. Neighbours not in the message. I'll check White Lines. Because I think this might be... How do you spell Melly
0: Mel? Double Yeah. No, can't even find it on... Oh, there it is, yeah. I got it. No. Yeah,
1: don't, don't do it. It could quite possibly... I'm not... No, it's not don't, don't do it. Mate, on... <laughs> I'm on Genius right now. It says, White Lines, don't do it. <laughs> I'm on Genius. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it different? In the description, it's got White Lines, don't do It's a classic song by Melly Mel that is credited... Let me
0: see.
1: I don't have any. It should be like down the right hand side of it.
0: No, I don't have that. Maybe we're on different uh, versions. Wait, no, turn
1: it around again. Nah, mine
0: doesn't have the annotated thing on the side.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it might be. Oh, yours even starts out different to mine. Fun, baby. Ah, That's what I got. You, you don't got that? No, I've got Vision Dreams of Passion, which is about masturbating.
0: Oh yeah, I got that. I got the visions, dreams of passion and all the while I think of you. Yeah. And all the while I think of you.
1: A very strange reaction. I wonder why it differs between mobile and, and PC. I don't know. No, there's probably different versions because this is
0: on the Sugar Hill record story. Which oh, is like okay. a compilation sort of thing.
1: Anyway. Yeah. Both these songs were whack. Yeah, I'm on... That's what I call music three, UK nineteen eighty four. By Nelson Mandela. <laughs> like I'm not even joking. Right, <laughs> <laughs> he's got a good um <laughs> sense of music, old Nelson. Um but yeah, I didn't like either of these songs. I'm hoping next I haven't listened to next week's, but I I'm really hoping next week? week's are better. Uh, I'll have a look. You sent it to me like ages ago. Yeah. Um I can I can get it, uh another day I'm sure I'm pretty close to it right now but I hope next week's is better because that I think it is I think Run DMC is
0: next week if I'm not mistaken uh,
1: 1985 I... is Ladi Dadi, Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick oh no that is a good one and then King of Rock by Run DMC, I knew Run DMC. so it should be much better than uh than Roxanne and Houdini
0: yeah not uh would you rate them the worst probably not the worst I'd probably say that some of the first weeks were definitely,
1: but like that's kind of hard to compare because they were like of... the first; they yeah, were exactly. iconic. These so. are just,
0: yeah. This is these ones are forgettable, definitely. Yeah, I feel like every other one sort of had a had a time in hip hop. Like Grand, uh, the message was very political. Started yeah. like a political movement. And... Well, the,
1: it, in actual times, the message was two years ago, and then they're still here making this. Yeah, like that. That it is sounds quite like that. it came out before. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it came from like... 81 yeah. or something like that. But yeah, 79, 80, something like yeah, that. Yeah, 79,
0: yeah. All right, well, we didn't like those two, but we got more segments on the way, so hopefully <laughs> it picks up from here. What are you,
1: you going to do, the rap region this week? Uh, yeah, I'll do the rap region. Right. I did the UK. Okay. Uh, I want to start by saying this that... Uh, I want to start this by saying that rap in the UK is not well documented at all. Okay, okay. A lot of different websites had conflicting information specifically like the years that things happen uh so basically what i did was i like wrote down a list of events that happened from one website then a list from another list from another and tried to like join it together and find like and fill in the missing links kind of thing um so yeah i've tried to get everything as right as i can but if you hear anything that doesn't make much sense Pull me up on it. Let me know in the comments and I will find the correct information and update you guys next week. Uh, So right now, UK rap for the most part is grime music. But it wasn't always that way. The first time the UK was exposed to rap was in 1979 with The Rapper's Delight by the Sugarhill Gang. That track peaked at number three on the UK chart. Yeah. Hip-hop was just beginning its injection into the UK with local pirate radio stations, which, if you've seen the satire comedy "People Just Do Nothing," you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, there were also vinyls being imported and sold in music stores. Homemade mixtapes being flogged off on the street. Flogged off. <laughs> <laughs> People.
0: <laughs> this is getting flogged off, man. I don't want this it <laughs> off. <laughs> I love that though. I'm using that more. I'm going to go plug <laughs> off this thing and plug off that thing. Put this rubbish and I'll go plug it off in the <laughs> bin, mate.
1: Oh, yeah. What
0: do you do? Oh, I sell, sell sandwiches. Oh, I just plug them off on the street. Hot dog vendors on the street just plug, plug them off. off. Plug it off hot dog. You want, you want uh, mustard with that? Yeah, flog, it flog on. off the it on. Flog it on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can use flog in any, any. If
0: I said, oi, flog me, you don't know what I'm saying. Could mean I, anything.
1: I would assume, like, oh, fuck me. Yeah, I'll flog off. <laughs> jog on.
0: Not oh, jog on, man. What an iconic moment. All right. Flog off. <laughs> Sounds like something Carl Barron would say. Yeah, it does. Or like uh, Carl P- Pilkington or whatever his name is. It was just on the Great Wall of China. He just flogged off. <laughs> just a big wall. I told the bricks to flog off. <laughs> All, right. All right, Back on track. I can't even remember what we're doing. Right, someone was flogging off their stuff <laughs> the in the back tapes. of their cars or whatever. Yeah. All right. I've experienced with that. When I went to America, people were flogging off their and tapes to me. I just hand them to you. Do, do they want payment or? Yeah. Well, after they give it to you, When they ask for change or whatever. Just and just no. walk off with the CD. Nah, then they take it back, Matt <laughs> They gave it to you. <laughs> yeah, one guy said he. One guy said he um, had a song with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> I a drink <laughs> Actually did If you go to um, Hollywood And you go on the Walk of Fame And some guy says He's had a song with Snoop Dogg Don't believe him <laughs> 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 He's a lying bastard <laughs> He reckons he came to Australia And did a show with Snoop Dogg <laughs> big day out of something whatever some some yeah, festival, he definitely went, a festival he reckons he did big day out with oh Snoop Dogg oh my dogs. god
1: that's what he <laughs> reckons he crack
0: <laughs> funny guy he was
1: <laughs> I definitely would like hung out with him for a day <laughs> what a funny guy oh that's hilarious
0: I wonder how much money those guys make there's a lot of them like on the street there'll be like yeah. 10 guys doing They don't
1: oh, It'd well. have to be like enough to like make a living
0: yeah probably
1: why would you buy that though just one dollar. I don't know. You can uh, you can
0: just give him anything. I think one dollar. I think as long as it's a note. That's just silly. And I said, Nah, man. I don't have um. Don't have a CD player. Said Nah, man. I don't have. Uh... All my notes are too big, and he, he was like, Oh, I got changed. He just put out like this massive roll of. of uh... Like ones, not of like any like denomination, I suppose. Jeez. If I needed five back or whatever, so.
1: <laughs> that's crazy. <clears throat> anyway, um, so people first started emceeing at parties, similar to what was happening over the pond. People just jumping on the mic and doing some live little shows to, with like very little thought to what it was that they were creating. Uh, The biggest difference between American hip-hop and UK hip-hop at this point was the segregation. Over in America, each little region had its own sound that was different from a neighbouring region. Whereas in the UK, it was just all mashed together. Everyone did everything. Um, For a very long time, it stayed this way, with artists in the UK basically just copying people in America. Uh, Regardless of what region they were from, they'd just copy any style from anywhere. Copy-paste. That's exactly right. Uh, with some artists even faking American accents. It wasn't until the mid to late 1990s that different areas began evolving different ways and the rising popularity of hip-hop only helped propel this evolution. As time went on, the media picked up on this rapidly changing genre and hip-hop-based magazines, pirate radio stations and record labels began to sprout. Big Data, for example, ...is a record label. It started in 1999... ...and still has popular UK artists signed today. Rinse FM... ...was one of the pirate radio stations... ...and it towered above the rest. This... ...is where people stayed up late... ...to record the songs that played... ...and pass those cassettes around to their mates... ...some of course selling them. Flogging them off. Flogging them off. (laughs) Uh, However... Just as UK rap started to bubble over, someone took the lid off the pot and it stopped. The water calmed and the UK rap was not heard in the charts for a while. Pirate radio stations were being shut down and because of this, hip-hop artists began to make pop music. Rap in the UK had never been looked upon in a positive light from the mainstream media. Over 100 UK rap videos were removed from YouTube by the London Metropolitan Police. There was a form put forward by the police, the 696 form, which was intended... (laughs) It was intended to target violence at live events. But this form had become controversial due, due to its stipulation that names, stage names, private addresses and phone numbers of all promoters, DJs and artists be listed violent lyricism was also ordered to be restricted and if you're caught not abiding by these guidelines there were repercussions two rappers at one point just said fuck it and performed a drill song on stage they served nine months in jail and copped two years suspensions obviously this negatively impacted the scene and people just stopped hosting live events for a few years there was nothing Then the Fire Nation attacked. Nah. (laughs) But then I cannot for the life of me find the year that this happened. But there was an event. The Rince Born and Bred Festival. Rince, no longer associated with the pirate radio scene, hosted a UK rap, rap festival. I have no idea how they got the money for this, but it did happen. And it still happens every two years, I think. This was seen as the second coming of rap in the UK. This is when artists began to emerge in ways that UK rap hadn't yet. They were just being heard over in America. Artists such as Jest, Foreign Beggars and the Mud Family. The UK took a sound from America, changed it and gave it back to them and they were eating it up. This is when grime was born. And when the UK began its journey... On the charts. Born from reggae and garage, it obviously has a very dark sound and was still quite controversial for for a few years. Around this time, Dizzy Rascal and Wiley were birthed. Dizzy. Yep. Wiley made what is considered the first Grime song, Esky Beat. Esky Beat. No, like Esky a, Beat.
0: Oh, Esky Beat.
1: Yeah. It sounds like a sick name. Dizzy Rascal released his debut album, Boy in the Corner.
0: Yeah, Boy in the Corner. That's an iconic album. A lot of people uh, really like that sound on that one.
1: It was awarded a Mercury Prize in 2003. An award given to to only the very best of British music. And he was the first rapper to ever be awarded this. There was an event created called Eskimo Dance... I think this may have happened before Rinse is born and bred. Um, if it was, it wasn't by much. <coughs> we all know which, fi- which famous grime track was made in 2004. Lethal Bizzle's Pow. Mate, that is iconic, that one. It reached number 11 on the charts and still remains one of the biggest songs in that genre. More and more artists began to emerge and bring eyes to the scene. There was Kano with his debut album, Home Sweet Home. Shiesty with hers, Diamond in the Dirt, which got a silver certification. Twister then jumped on a grind track as a feature and was the first American to do this. It was on What We Do by the Cray Twins featuring Lethal Bizzle and Gappy Ranks. Gappy. Lady Sovereign was signed to Jay-Z's Rockefeller. JME came up with his track Serious. In 2008, the 6969, or the 696 form was revised after questions were asked about the the ethnicity of the attendees and the artists being targeted. In 2009, Grime had five number ones on the chart, which is huge for a genre that not even five years ago was seen as the devil's music. Puff Daddy then asked asked Twitter which UK artist he should collab with, and everyone said Skepta. The Hello Good Morning remix was born. In 2011, Lethal Bizzle just thought, Hey, let's do a remix. And the 2011 remix of Pow was born. That is a big... That's a big one, isn't it? That's a hit. It had quite a few of the biggest artists around that time. Uh, Stormzy won Best International Act at the BET Awards. Kanye West invited a heap of grime artists onto the stage at the 2015 Brit Awards to add extra authenticity to All Day. He then publicly thanked Skepta for organising it and made the performance the official music video for the track. Drake invited Skepta to perform with him on stage at the Wireless Festival. Skepta, now ruling the UK, made a super smart choice to just tease an upcoming album bit by bit he finally released it in May of 2016 and it peaked at number two. It got its gold certification and it won a Mercury Award, making Skepta the first UK artist to win one since Dizzy Rascal all the way back in 2003. Since Diz. 13 years on. 13
0: years. That's bigger, Stormzy
1: though. has definitely since overtaken Skepta in terms of commercial success with the famous Shut Up freestyle. Tell my man Shut up (laughs) It peaked at number 8 And was the first freestyle ever To reach the top 10 His album Gang Signs and Prayer Brought him massive success Peaking at number 1 The first grime album ever To do this I think he was also the first grime artist To make it onto the Graham Norton show Not that that's something all grime artists Aspire to achieve But it just shows the commercial success That this man has Yep Vossibot was huge and got him a number one and he recently headlined at Glastonbury one of the biggest music festivals in the world so it is clear to see that grime is now a staple genre and is not going anywhere anytime soon
0: that's nice that is nice
1: that's what I've got
0: alright well moving on we've got one segment to go unfortunately, then we'll be saying goodbye. And it's actually not a long one because I am doing the Discog Dive um, on Amina and he doesn't have too much out there. Um, Has he got? Two two, or three albums? Two albums. Two.
1: Uh, Good For You and 1.5. 1.5 was on my... That was in my starter packs in the last show, I think. Could have been. Um,
0: Yeah, so he only has two, and and he does have uh, two mixtapes and one EP, but they are very hard to find. (laughs) <laughs> um, so I did not uh and they weren't actually even all that good. He really came onto the stage um like he started making like uh very good music and very um appealing music, uh, with Good Few and it started off with um an absolutely iconic track, something that I still actually play Um mm. regularly. Uh Caroline. Yep. Absolute Bop. That is. And and that song it it really shows the appeal that um, uh, Amina has like he's very upbeat very energetic very yeah. uh, vibrant sounds and very plush sounding instrumentals and very inviting to the people and I think that's where he got aw- he got away from that on um, 1.5 I think I prefer Good For You a little bit better um, and Caroline it, it became like a radio hit yeah, and definitely. I don't usually like radio hits but this one I don't know why like it's It's just catchy It's, it's, it's just a bop. good It is just good One of the only Like radio hits Like I don't listen to like Little Yachty Or Drum Or anyone like that You know when he made like Broccoli yeah. And What did Little Yachty make I Spy and Oh yeah
1: That's the one I was trying to think yeah, of Yeah That
0: like, was shit <laughs> um, I don't really like those tracks um, But I don't know what happened with Caroline But that album had some bops on it It had Yellow Spice mm. um, Spice Girl yeah. Um there was a couple others, but Is that my dad sneezing? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um And I think he just unfortunately went away from it on one point five. Like he opened he opened up with Doctor Whoever. Yeah, um, that's a banger. It is a really good song, but I think he lost sight of Um a few things. Uh one something that made him Really appealing to the to the masses was his upbeat um, sort of side. And Doctor Whoever, I'm, I'm I'm all for maturation and moving forward with your music. But...
1: Maturation. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: Maturation. I've always pronounced it like maturation <laughs> <laughs> it's like mature with Asian on yeah. the end. Maturation. Is it maturation? That yeah. sounds like saturation, which is a bad thing. <laughs> no nah, mate. Huh? Um. There you go. There you go. You didn't know that. <laughs> Maturation. You that just learnt even... it with
0: me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, really, really odd track that one because it, it sort of opens up being very intrinsic and talking about um, about his life, how he says he wants to kill himself or he's mm. thought about it, but he doesn't want to be a disappointment to his family. But then in the middle part, he's talking about a girl and like having sex with a girl. And then in the, in the last part, he's back to being...
1: Yeah, quite serious. And he's again. gonna kill his sister if she ever wears fashion over. Oh yeah, that's in the first verse. Yeah, yeah that's a good <laughs> one.
0: Um, but yeah, as he just lost sight of what made him so great. And one thing that really, um, sort of soured to me was on one point five when he was rapping about Pateks and having all this money. Where on good for you? He's he's sort of he was critiquing that lifestyle. He was saying that like yeah. this doesn't make you anything. Like he was sort of making fun of artists that do that. Yeah. And and if he was doing it like um, sarcastically in 1.5, he didn't make it explicit. Like it just seems like he now has like, he's got a lot of money now because of all this success. Yeah. That now he can rap about this. Um, yeah, that, that thing, that um, specific example, I wasn't really a big fan of, but um, like, I just don't, I didn't enjoy the the transition that he made. Like I think that he had a style and, and I agree that artists should try and move forward with their style, but I just don't think he let it grow enough and he didn't let it build enough. But, um, it it seemed unfocused where I think good for you was just like this vibey album. And it did have tracks like heroes. Um, and I think, is it called yellow or what, what is it? Money. Um, where he talks about like actual thoughtful ideas and has an actual opinion that is formed from something more than I have money now and look what I can do. Um, <clears throat> where on these, he's talking about that, like these, these, um, ideals and, and the, the money that I have doesn't mean anything like it, it's about, yeah. um, stuff. than he even says money don't make you happy. It just makes you want to get richer. Um, but now he's richer and now he seems to want to rap about being rich. And now he wants to be richer. Um, birthdays these days be the worst days because I know I'm getting older and I'm not happier. Which is a line off Dr. Whoever, which I actually really enjoy. Yeah. But like then he talks about being rich and literally mm. on the next song, Hiccups with Gunner. He talks about yeah. um, iced out Patek's or does he say Audemars Baguettes? No wonder them, so many people rhyme them. They just <laughs> literally fit perfectly together. Um, yeah. Overall, I think Amina is a really good artist, and I think that he lost a bit of his edge. Like, yeah. it, I think if One Point Five came out before, um, good for you. I don't think he would have anywhere near this success. And he got no. on Double XL. Um, he got on the cipher for twenty seventeen, but I don't think One Point Five would have got him there. No. I think that it, it sort of it lost his. Like, if you can you tell me a song, off. 1.5 that's not hiccups or doctor whoever
1: not off the top of my head no yeah. if I thought about it I could have maybe
0: yeah but like it's just it's less interesting and less story yeah. driven it's it's more surface level bottom of the barrel rap that's dime a dozen you can hear from Migos little baby gunner yeah that's like right. um, and I, I've always shit on the Migos I don't know why
1: the Migos
0: <laughs> make some really great music um and one thing that I learned from the um, Brandon Banks album by Max Cream is that I should not hate on them because at least they're not committing crime. They are making their money. That's and true. They, well, they are committing crime sometimes. Uh, who was that? Offset got caught with a gun and then he punched a fan or something. Yeah. So maybe maybe not. Maybe I take my statements back. Quavo and uh, Takeoff. Takeoff. Take Takeoff has been introverted though, so he probably doesn't hurt anyone. Um, that is true like this album just seems so uh, 1.5 just seems so sporadic like Dr. Whoever is the perfect example of that he's, he's rapping about so, so much personal things and this story um, storytelling experience and then he just pivots to a girl and then he just pivots back and mm. I don't
1: know it was just weird um, reel it in that's one of my favourites reel it rap. in yeah, that's, that's a thing. Banner. I like that but
0: like that's like that's not really a Song that's... that's not a
1: mature song. Yeah. yeah. But,
0: and, and it's not like that fits with Dr. Whoever. No. You no, know what I mean? Doesn't. And it's not like that song is as good as Caroline, I don't think. No. In terms of mass appeal. And I think he went really wrong with the, the music video. Um, with just with the women. With all the girls, yeah. yeah I, I think, think
1: so too. I think the way that he did it was actually really cool. Um, I saw a behind the scenes thing where he hired like 20 trucks or something. To park around that car wash, yeah, just so that the girls could feel comfortable that there'd be no onlookers or anything. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was very considerate and that was good. But then, but the fact that he's still he still just doing it, that, yeah, yeah, and then he releases it to
0: millions of people. Yeah,
1: yeah um, it was silly. Yeah,
0: it's it. It seemed like a, just like a pivot from one idea to the next, like a scrapbook of ideas that he just put through. Where I think that that's not the way to go. Um, you have to be a very particular artist um, to pull that off. A particular artist? Yeah, exactly. You, have to, you can't really pull that off if you're. No offense, but you can't pull that off if you're Aminé. You can pull that off if yeah. you're Kanye West or Earl Sweatshirt or like Frank Ocean. You can't pull that off if you're Aminé or if you're Little Yachty. Like Little Yachty gets flamed for being <laughs> so like sporadic and just yeah. having this song and this song and this song compiled, but.
1: And going blow me like a what was a what was the thing i don't know
0: all I remember is I put a hole in your parents like a dolphin or something. that was by a Trippy Red or something no, put a hole in your
1: parents by x
0: <laughs> no but there's another one that's similar to that <laughs> he's someone Trippy Red says something about putting a hole in you like a dolphin <laughs> <laughs> that's a shit.
1: there was a a guy I used to know um <clears throat> He used to pronounce Lil Yachty's name, Lil Yachty. Yeah, that is how saying, I believe. He's a, um, he's a cultured man. <laughs> he's got a, a lyric, here it is, here. I'll get it up. Like, it's a 12-second YouTube clip. Oh, okay. I'm assuming it's just that line. Oh. Yeah, oh. she blow that dick like a cello. <laughs> I mean, he's not
0: wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong.
1: What a smart man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know the Amina anime. Amina anime. sort of, and he sort of does a meme on that. And I, I don't know. What do you think about him not allowing white fans to say the n word in the song Caroline at his, uh, at his concerts?
1: Because he says to, to me that's kind of like the Kendrick Lamar thing, where he invited a white woman on stage to a song where he knew had the n word in it. Yeah. And then chewed her out in front of everyone. Because, like, if she doesn't say
0: it, does she get, like, flamed for, like, not knowing the
1: lyrics? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, like, I know... Yeah, it's entrapment either way they go. Yeah,
0: and because I know he's in performances right before he's, like, killer, west side, and he says, like, if you're white, don't say the lyric or something like that. And, um... But, like... You're putting it out there, like, you know what your song says, and you know that not everyone you know there's going to be like white, most likely white people at you. And it's not like they're calling you that or they're calling someone that. They're they're literally
1: saying your words. Yeah, exactly. So
0: I don't know how to feel. I'm not in that situation. Um,
1: At a concert, have I ever been to a concert and said it? I don't think I have. If I was in the crowd, I probably wouldn't. If I was on stage, I don't know what I would do. Yeah.
0: I I think maybe... People well, I definitely know people have said it like you know when they have DJs and they play Drake or whatever. I know people have said it around me. I I may have, I don't yeah. know.
1: But uh I'll I probably don't, just meme meme it and say like nibba or something.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know if I did at the Brent Fire's concert. It was all white people in there, I don't think that was one. <laughs> um I don't know. But yeah, I don't know how I feel about that because it's like your uh, art and, and it's his song, he can tell people to say what they want, but I think you have to know your crowd and yeah, um, they want to experience the song with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, I don't know. I mean, I I like him. I think he needs to get back. I really liked his um, uh, feature on, ah, uh, what is that band called? Injury Reserves. Yeah. Uh, Jailbreak the Tesla. I think he still has one of the hardest lyrics of the year so far when he says, "Your engine goes room, my engine goes." <laughs> That's a hard lyric right there. It um, is. I like that one. And yeah, I, I enjoy Amina's music, and I think if he can go back to making uh, enjoyable hip hop, not a lot of people can pull that off. Yeah. Um, and Caroline went quadruple platinum, so you know he has yeah. some sort of skill. What's that, 400,000 records? Or is, it, is platinum. Was platinum a million? No, I think yeah, platinum's a million. No, diamonds a million. I think. No, diamonds ten million. I oh, know. Yeah, so he went. He sold four million <laughs> records of "Caramel," yeah. which is insane. So, not a lot of artists can uh, say that. And that was like his first song, like yeah. not not uh, like his first like fully studio recorded song. So, feel like
1: that's the song that, like yeah. everyone learnt about him from. Yeah, I think yeah. No to, one knew him before that.
0: Needs to get back to that and maybe move away, pivot back from. Dr. Whoever. It has fun songs on it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but I will give my um, seven songs. Uh, okay. So I'm going to put Yellow, Spice Girl and Caroline on there. That yeah. um
1: Spice Girl's good.
0: Yeah. I really like that song. Uh, let me get it up. Uh, I really like... I'm going to put um, Reel It In on there. Um, I do actually enjoy that yeah. song. Uh, Chingy. I like Chingy, um, Sugar Parents, wait, is that what it's called? Sugar Parents with Rico Nasty, mainly for the Rico yeah. Nasty um, song. And I will give the final one to Money. Give that one a listen, really oh, good yeah. one. He does have some few songs, actually. I, I could easily make a 10 to 14 track um, thing there from his uh, disc- very limited discography, which is good, which is encouraging. Um yeah. hopefully he can get back to a little bit. Um, more refined form. I think he was yeah. just a bit unfocused and a bit, um, a bit heady. He, he just sort of got a, got ahead of himself um, with all the money and the fame, but he hasn't released an album this year, he released 2017 and 2018, so maybe we get something, like maybe take some time off. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> I do have some facts about him. Oh, yes. But I do want to say as well, when I was searching facts for Amine, I kept getting facts about anime. Oh, yeah. There were so many anime facts coming up. Anyway, his real name is Adam. Adam? Yep. Middle name, Amine. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Uh, His dad is a teacher and in his free time, a translator. Okay. His mum works in a post office. He studied sales, finance, and marketing at university. So he earned 15 credits and then dropped out. Okay. So I think, like, the marketing would probably help him in his career at the moment, like... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Uh, His dreams, or he dreams, of shifting his career into fashion and directing movies. And he did actually direct Reel It In. Okay. So I I can sort of see him being more of a director than an artist. Um, As a child, he loved the Spice Girls. There you go. Which, you know, obviously that song is from. (coughs) And his favorite toy was a Barbie doll. There you go. Yeah, that's not something I expected to read. Uh, during his teenage years, he wrote diss tracks towards other schools in his area. <laughs> Wait, the shot's fired at the other schools. <laughs> uh, the first CD he, he ever bought was Kanye's The College Dropout because it has a teddy bear on the cover. Oh, there you go. That was his reason. He learnt to produce by watching tutorials on YouTube. And due to this, can produce all of his own music. He also makes all of the cover art for his songs by himself. And he also learned how to do that from tutorials on YouTube. Mate, YouTube's a powerful place. It really is, mate. I swear, whenever I've got like a problem with my car, I can just Google like 2004, like this and that. Like how to remove glove box. And And there's a tutorial there. Like who the fuck does that?
0: I don't know. People with too much time, I reckon. I
1: don't know either. Oh, I'm glad for them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's all I've got on him. Uh, and I think that concludes this show. Episode two done and dusted for week six.
0: It's flying by. Yeah. You are
1: right in saying that. Hey, you know what you're about. Yeah. Time <laughs> is flying. Yeah. By. So thank you guys for watching. Be sure to tune in in two days' time on Friday for our fun field Friday. Yep. Uh, we We've just got played... a quiz this
0: week. I'm, I'm excited. You're going to like my quiz, I think. Uh...
1: And I hope you like my quiz too. Man, mm. mine's a bit unusual. I'll give you a little hint. Okay.
0: It's a bit unusual.
1: Oh, that's the hint? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that is the hint. Fair enough. Well, yeah, we're just going to play a heap of games. And uh, yeah, be sure to check out our socials. We've got Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Spotify, YouTube... That's it. No, there's another one.
0: No, not on Spotify. Apple Apple Podcast, mate.
1: Oh yeah, we'll say that. We'll, we've got a Spotify playlist which you can find on our socials, but yeah, we're on Apple Podcast as well. Soon to be Spotify if we're approved, hopefully we are. And never Google Podcast, fuck them. Sponsor us Google Podcast. <laughs> That's a wrap. That's a wrap. See you next day plus one. <laughs> <laughs>